All right, let's get it. We are back. Another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here, Brad here. Brad, what up, man? Dude, what is going on? Another week, another division. Uh, some of you guys may be listening, tuning in for the second week. Uh, you know, we got the AFC West coming at you. Um, if you're a longtime listener, just finished the AFC North. Looking ready to keep moving through this AFC. Yeah, I think the AFC has been... Uh... It was a super fun division last year. There was there was teams at, gosh, was there eleven and five that didn't make it, or was there? A, I think it was uh the. I think there was. It was the Dolphins. I don't remember if they were ten and six or eleven and five, but it was, it was crazy race there at the end for for positions in the playoffs. Yeah, AFC is very strong. Um, it was a very fun episode last week. We did. We're going to be all over the board over these next couple of weeks, trying to do as many pods as we can, trying to finish them in and get you guys the, the most content we possibly can here. Um, but today's the AFC West. I don't want to call it a predictable division, but I don't think it has as much intrigue as other divisions. I wasn't as excited to do this one, but I really? think it'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, I don't think there's as much. Um, I think the opposite. I think this is one of the. Uh... I think the Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers are all difficult teams to predict. I think these teams I could. There. I do I agree think these there. Teams could do good. Well, I I do agree. It's difficult to predict them. I don't have high hopes for them. I guess maybe that's where I'm at. I don't know if you okay. have high. Hopes. I don't I, have high. I, I don't do. have high playoff implications for Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. I just don't see them being great teams again. I think that. Spoiler, I think the Kansas City runs away with this one. It ain't close, and we'll get okay. to that. So I guess we will uh, we'll see during the breakdown here. Yeah, let's let's get right into it. We're going to start with the team that finished last place in the division, um, the 5-11 and Denver Broncos from last year. They had, they had a really tough outing in division. They were 1-5 and against their opponents in the division. Um, they were in all kinds of trade talks this offseason. Starting from Deshaun Watson, they got a little bit into the Aaron Rodgers dilemma. They may have dabbled into the Sam Darnold. Uh, there was talks about where they would move and who they would draft at quarterback. And ultimately, they ended up with Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, it is what it is. Um, again, really interesting offseason as they cut probably two of their top four defensive players. They cut A.J. Boye and Jarrell Casey. But... I think going into this season, I was really looking at their, their roster. And while they have a very young offense, I think their most experienced and best unit is probably their secondary. Um, re-signing Justin Simmons after the tag, bringing in Kyle Fuller, drafting Patrick Sertan the second, and then signing Ronald Darby. What do you have to say about Denver? Just kind of a really weird... Okay. So, I think Brock Panthers, they're always in on the, the topics right now. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, we had high hopes for the Broncos last year. And they just, they got destroyed by injuries, especially after about three or four games. So going into this year, you look at their defense for starters, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb coming into the year. Jarrell Casey, they acquired from the Titans, didn't really play to expectations. But Chubb and Von Miller, that's one of the best duos in the league at pass rush, which you got to get after the quarterback. And being able to have Darby, Sertain, Kyle Fuller, Justin Simmons, they re-signed Kareem Jackson at safety. Yeah. I just I, All five of those guys are guys you would be comfortable. I think there's a lot of teams that would take 
any of those guys and want them to be the second best player on their defense, they go four or five deep, I believe, on defense in the secondary. So I think their defense is going to really step up this game and win them a lot of games. Now, when we move to the offense, their offensive line needs to improve, but I think we could probably say that about, you know, 20 teams in the NFL. We'll see how the offensive line does. But having Royce Freeman, Melvin Gordon, and acquiring uh, Javante Williams from North Carolina at running back, they have three applicable running backs, maybe some trade value there before the season starts or midseason. Noah Fant, a lot of people would love to have him at tight end. Cortland Sutton, their definitive number one, who kind of burst onto the scene two years ago, coming off injury. But you get him back, Deshaun Hamilton, um, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. They go four or five deep at wide receiver. I don't think anybody wants to play this team. Uh, Their quarterback, even though Drew Locke, you know, he's an easy guy to kind of poke fun at because he hasn't had this success, but his attitude on the bench with the dancing and all that makes you kind of want to see him fail if maybe if you're not a Broncos fan. But if they can get some consistency at quarterback, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, I think that's, you know, they're competent. They're not great. They're not going to put you over the top. I don't know if this team, you know, they're not deep playoff contenders. But I do think this team is much, much better than 5-11. and 11. I could even see this team, you know, if a couple breaks go their way, I could see them approach their ceiling is about the 10 win mark, I think. I th- I think this team could win eight or nine games. I don't see them going one and six in division again, although their division is tough. This is a tough division, but I actually really like the Broncos and I don't I think they won five games with a shell of their team last year. That's a good argument that they won that, that is fair. They they did and, win five games with with scraps. And being last in the division, again, they have five games against other fourth place teams across the NFL. I think that bodes well for Broncos fans in most cases. Yeah. I, you make a strong pitch. I, I'm not high on this team at all. I think they are just too, they're too sporadic. First off, they don't, they don't even know who their quarterback is. And while I think that Drew Locke is solid, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a, a, a more veteran solid Drew Locke. Um, I don't know what to expect. While I do think that the secondary is probably, it's a good thing to have as as a uh, as a strength of your team in a passing NFL league. I just don't have high hopes for them, and I think ultimately they have a very unique offense because they have two capable quarterbacks, Melvin Gordon, as you said. They got they got three running backs. Really, Melvin Gordon's probably going to lead the group, and then they have a lot of young receivers, really young. Even uh, even Sutton is, is pretty pretty young i mean he's really had one one star year and then the injury obviously um you you've thrown out 10 wins as their ceiling i think that's high i i think this team can be very happy if they finished eight and eight which i don't think they will be i think there's a lot of improved teams and i don't see this as an improved team just my opinion i I just i just i think it's more or less the team is coming back i think maybe twice as good as they were. I think their secondary along with their pass rush will cause a lot of problems, but I think it's a lot of a scheduling break as well. Um, They drew the NFC East as their NFC division. That's what most people believe to be the weakest division in football. Some of the fourth place teams they drew, they drew Jacksonville. They drew the New York Jets. They drew the Detroit Lions. You know, they play the Bengals. So these, I, I think, I think the team is good enough and they have, 
a relatively weak schedule, I think that can can create a perfect storm for them to possibly win nine or ten wins. In in a vacuum, not knowing their schedule, I don't think I would have predicted that before the schedule release. But knowing who they play and kind of in the order, I think they can get some momentum. I mean, we're going to get into their first five, you know, yeah. right now. But I do think you start off the season with the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. Personally, I like the Broncos in all three of those games. I, I think they can really get off to a good start for the season and feel good. I know I'm kind of taking this the whole way here with the first five. I do think they lose weeks four and five to the Steelers and the Ravens. But when I get into that, you know, even the Steelers, cornerbacks, probably their weakest position. The Broncos have four or five wide receivers that all play at a high level. You know, the the Steelers have a new offensive line. By week five, will they be clicking against Von Miller and Bradley Chubb? That could create some problems there. I think it, it's a bad matchup. I mean, this, they played the Steelers last year, and, you know, they played them well. They, lo- they lost, but by five. So I just, I don't know. I like the Broncos. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just the optimist here. Bring me back down to earth. What do you got at the Giants? No, I, I, you make a lot of great points, and it's really hard to argue because you're making good points. And if their schedule is as bad as you just read off to me, this team is going to overachieve because I don't think they're good. I, I don't. I don't think they did enough to improve from five wins. But the schedule you just listed off to me, I heard five wins minimum. That, that, and they're, they're going to dogfight. They're going to dogfight two more. So who knows? We'll see. I think the Lions. I think they're in the same boat as the Lions. I don't have that. I don't have the Lions as too much worse than them as far as. Yeah. I, we just, I, don't, I, don't I, love, I don't love this team. We're, we're going to go through it at the Giants week one. I have that as a loss. I think the Giants are better than them. And I thought okay. you would have had the Giants as better than them, too. I, if they don't have Saquon, they're not the same offense. I think There's the Broncos Saquon. would be. Saquon's healthy. Well, Saquon, you know, if we're just going to, for a minute here, Saquon has came out publicly and said he doesn't know if he'll start week one, but his knee feels good. Then Joe Judge came out and said, we're not going to rush him back. We have enough weapons on offense. He'll be back when he's ready. I could see, you know, the Giants taking weeks one, two, maybe even three and giving him 60, 70, 80% of the workload before he's really in it. So week one, if Saquon's, you know, only playing 60% of the snaps, the Giants, these are all winnable games. The Broncos can be beat by anybody. I just, I'm a very optimistic for the Broncos this year. I, I think they got, they're going to have a good season. But you got them as a loss, so they go I, on to Jacksonville. Yeah, and I have the I have at Jacksonville as a win because I I like their secondary too much for a rookie Trevor Lawrence in the NFL. I think we, this is too much of a too much of a packed rush. Um, yeah, I, I think I just think Denver is just too much for them. Okay. Uh, Jets are still a dumpster fire. They've they've shown nothing to be different. And I like Denver to pick up that. So winning two out of three. And while the I do agree that the Giants is winnable, I just like the Giants over them. Um, versus the Ravens, week four, I think that's a loss. I think the Ravens are way too much. To, two totally different teams. And traveling at Pittsburgh, while they always seem to play Pittsburgh really well, Pittsburgh's too much for them too. Um, I have them going two and three to start the year. And I... Again, I don't have the rest of their schedule in front of me, but right. I, I don't go. Do you have it? Yeah, I do right here. If you want to go, with, hit, me, hit me with six. Six is they go back home to play the Raiders. <laughs> That's Excuse winnable. Keep, keep going. Winnable. 
Okay, then they have a tough one Thursday night, short week at Cleveland. They're going to lose that game. Lose, that's a loss. Then they have, it's home away home, but it's all NFC East. It's Washington, Dallas, Philly. I like them over Philly. Okay, so we're, we're adding to my already projected two wins, so we're at four now. They take a bye week, then they come out of the bye week and play the Chargers at home. Winnable coming off a bye. I'll give them, we'll, we'll just call it winnable, so it's three. They're at Kansas City, they lose. It's a loss, yeah. Then they have back-to-back home games in the snow, probably, you know, mid-December, Lions-Bengals traveling to Denver. They can get at, they can get at least one of those. Okay. At least one. We'll, we'll even if as a winnable game. Then they're at the Raiders. Oh, another winnable game. I, I'm at, half down on the Raiders this year, though. Spoiler, at the Chargers. Another winnable game, even though I think the Chargers are better than them. Home against the Chiefs, perfect storm. They might already have the first seed clinched. Uh, even if they I'm play not, their Okay, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Yeah. Is that it? That's the last game, yep. Wow. So you have six wins with like eight or nine. I have seven on my hands with two more. That's nine winnable games. Like I said, perfect storm with their schedule, the way it's laid out. I think their ceiling is 10 wins. That's if everything's perfect. But I just think if this team's fully healthy, I don't think anybody's excited to see the Broncos on their schedule. Based off what you told me, they're five and 11 last year. I said they're not much better than they were last year. I'm going to go six and 11. That is my, that is my, Record prediction. I won't. We're not gonna do record predictions for everybody, but I feel yeah. like because we differ so much on Denver, I'm going six and eleven. And as, I know to some people that sounds weird. He's going five and eleven, improving to six and eleven. Remember, there is a seventeenth game this season, so yeah, oh, it yeah. might have sounded goofy. Let's get into the Chargers. I want to talk about the Chargers. I'm excited about them. I like them a lot. Yeah, Chargers seven and nine. Uh, in 2020, but they finished the year 4-0, super strong end of the year last month. Um, I, I think we both talked about this on, on the draft episode. We loved their draft. They went out and got yes. Sean Slater. They went out and got Asante Samuel Jr., two big pickups. Um, we say this every year. <laughs> Derwin James is back. Yeah, for now. I don't know if you guys can for- hear me. I'm back in the wood. <laughs> they lost. A lot of pieces, though. They lost Henry Henry to the Patriots. They lost Trey Turner, the guard, to the Steelers. And they lost Casey Hayward to their division rival, the Raiders. Um, wow. A lot going on with the Chargers. What do you have to, to put in on them before we get into their, their first five? Um, they do lose Trey Turner, starting left guard, to the Steelers. But the Steelers gave their starting left guard, Matt Filer, to the Chargers. So it's kind of a swap there. I think the biggest talking point is they acquire Corey Lindsley, known as probably right now the best center in football. So that's good. I mean, it's a new center for Justin Herbert. We'll get into that later. But I think, you know, we talked about how they had King, Hayward, and Harris Jr. And, you know, it started to not work out. They lose King, and then they they lose Casey Hayward, who we'll get into later, goes to division rivals, the Raiders. But um, Casey Hayward leaves, and they – they draft Asante Samuel Jr. You know, pre, pre-draft, he was a top four, top five corner right on the cusp there. So that's first round talent in the second round. They get the most versatile offensive lineman, probably going to be their right tackle out of the draft. Justin Herbert, another year, gets Austin Eckler back. That's huge. Him and Keenan Allen were and Mike Williams were just firing last year. I mean, Justin Herbert was crushing it. I think it's worth noting they did finish 
4-0 and on the season. They ended on a win streak, started to get some stuff together. Granted, one win was against Kansas City with their backups. But um, this team can play. I, I like their defense, Joey Bosa. They do lose Melvin Ingram, but technically last year they didn't have him. He played seven games, only had 10 tackles, was hurt all all year. But I like the Chargers. And, you know, the most important position is quarterback. And I believe I believe they have the second-best quarterback in division. Um, I think he is better than Derek Carr. I know that might rub some people the wrong way. Derek Carr is good. That is not a shot at Derek Carr. I think Justin Herbert is really, really good. But we will see. He didn't have to face crowds last year. I don't know how much that will affect him, but – you know, the Chargers are known for maybe not even having home games. So we'll see how that affects affects the games. But I like Keenan Allen. I like Justin Herbert. I like Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Chris Harris Jr. They have playmakers kind of at every level. They did acquire um, – they got Jared Cook, even though they lost Hunter Henry. But yeah. um, the middle linebacker they drafted last year, Kenneth Murray, I look for him to make another jump in the middle of that defense play caller. I like what the Chargers are doing. They were seven and nine last year. I expect them to be better this year. Yeah, I like the Chargers a lot. Haven't looked over their whole schedule. They they are going to have an uphill battle. Um, obviously, there's just, first off, they're always going to struggle to fill that stadium because unfortunately, they're just an afterthought in LA. Um, and then having to go on the road, they're going to travel a lot. The, the Chargers are just ultimately always at a disadvantage. It's just how it is. Um, I do like them though. I, I think that they have a lot of good pieces, a lot of good pieces. And I think overall their roster has been good for a long time and they've been missing a very athletic, prolific passer. And I think they have that now. Um, do I think he's better than Derek Carr? I think definitely, de- definitely trending that way. It's hard to say right now. I, I like Derek Carr overall, but I, uh, I, I do want to put that out there. Going into the season, if you're ranking them, Derek Carr should be higher. At the end of this year, I don't think he will be. I agree. Okay. We agree definitely there. Um, so, again, I'm not doing record predictions all day, but we'll get into their first five. I, I like the Chargers this year, even in losses, if that makes any sense. So, week one, they're at Washington. Washington has a great pass rush. They're a very unique team, as they were a playoff team last year. Um uh, their quarterback situation is still up in the air, and there's a lot to be noted with them. But I think they can beat Washington. I'm giving them a W week one on the road. Even though they're traveling west to east, it do- typically does not bode well. But I'm going to give them I'm going to give them the leg up. Okay. Fully healthy week one, I like them beating Washington. Um, I just, you know, as, as high as I am on the Chargers, I do think this is just a matchup issue. When you look at the Chargers having a new starting right tackle, center, and left guard, even if they're good, almost a virtually whole new offensive line against Washington who may have the best defense. I think they do have the best defensive line, maybe not front seven, but defensive line. I'm going to give it to them. They're certainly up there. I think it causes problems. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a gunslinger and they got some weapons on offense. I actually like Washington to win this game week one. It's a little setback for the chargers, but I like Washington because of the matchup in the trenches really. They better hope to God they don't lose week one because, they, in my opinion, they have a gauntlet here in their first five. Cowboys, week two, they're home against the Cowboys. Fun fact, the Cowboys have been 
their training camp is in Southern Florida or uh, Southern California and has been for the last 25, 30 years. There are more Cowboys fans in California than there are Chargers fans. It's, it's been like that. This will be a home game for the Cowboys. And I like the Cowboys to actually win the game. I like the Chargers here. Wow. I don't, I don't think Dallas has the defense. I think, I think after a struggle bus against a great defense in Washington problems, they go next game, and I think they put up possibly – this could be a 30-plus point game for the Chargers. I like them to get offensive explosion, real confidence boost. So we have them one and one, both, but different, yeah. differently. Week three at Kansas City. Kansas City, I, I have them losing to the Browns week one, but then beating Baltimore. Regardless, they have Browns-Baltimore. They need to win week three, and they will. They'll beat the Chargers. I do want to say the Chargers last year, Herbert gets thrown in five minutes before kickoff, takes Kansas City to overtime, and then I know it was backups, but beat them by 17 in their last game. The Chargers can play with Kansas City. They lose week three, but they can play with Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monday night football against the Raiders. I think they are a better team than the Raiders and will be throughout the year. I have them beating the Raiders at home on Monday Night Football. I like this as a win as well. Two and two. Yeah. Uh, week five is home against the Browns. And at this point, I think the Browns will get rolling. We predicted this last week. They will beat the Chargers. Okay. I have them beating them too. So the Chargers start two and three. We agree on that. Yeah. But I know I know we're not doing whole schedule predictions. But I'm going to skip the, the little bit of four games in the middle. Four or five games, which... It's tough, but there's some winnable games in there. But I, I want to focus on the Chargers' last seven, okay? Yeah. At Denver, at Bengals, versus the Giants, versus Kansas City, but then it's Texans, Broncos, Raiders. I really think they have a chance to win six of their last seven. Broncos, Bengals, Giants, Texans, Broncos, Raiders are six of their last seven games and they get Kansas City at home. You look at when they have to go on the road, you know, one of those games is at Vegas in a dome, at Houston, good weather. They have to bring Denver out of the cold to their place in Sandy, in Los Angeles. They take Kansas City out of Arrowhead in December and bring them to Los Angeles. And even New York in late or in early December, mid-December, they bring them to Los Angeles. So bring, they bring the cold teams to the warm, and then when they have to travel, they get a lot of domes and breaks there. I think the Chargers can make a huge push late in the year. But, yes, in the beginning, I do think they have their their tougher games early. But I think yeah. they could get rolling later in the year. Yeah, I think the Chargers are a fun team. I think they're improved. They're 7-9 and nine last year, and I definitely think they can eclipse that. And they have, I mean, definitely one of the top three or four young prospects at quarterback in this league, you know, mm-hmm. and I think there's four that stand out Herbert Burrow, Lawrence, Kyler Murray. If I'm missing somebody, forgive me. But as far as the ones that haven't quite popped yet, I think he's definitely right there with those guys. So, uh, moving on the Raiders. I know I've been hard on the Raiders, but we're going to continue to be. So it's the Las Vegas Raiders. They finished eight and eight last year. Such a weird team because they went four and two in division, which is really good. They went six and two on the road, also really good. Um, but this team was so weird this offseason. Lots of O line changes. People getting traded, people getting cut, people demanding release it, just all kinds of O line changes. They did draft some guys, 
um, Leatherwood, I believe, out of uh, out of Alabama. Um, they drafted safety Trayvon Moharig. Uh, they brought in Casey Hayward out of division in, in division, and ultimately, this is the same team we've been seeing for a while. It's got some good pieces: Derek Carr, uh, Jacobs, Waller. What do you think? I don't know. It's so tough because you know you've got Yao and Tony. Two guys who are very active on the podcast, big Raiders fans, yeah. and yet, and yet, I, I mean, it's like I want to. I'm so positive for a lot of teams. You know, I'm telling the Broncos could win ten, and I like the Chargers to improve, and I like to be optimistic. But like, I just can't find a reason to think the Raiders will ever be good. Like, and I don't know if it's because like, you know, they say since like 2000 they have the most losses of any franchise. I believe is a statistic, and it's like. I was five in 2000. Like, I've never seen the Raiders really be good, so maybe I just can't wrap my mind around it. But there's not many games I ever want to give them a win. I think this team regresses. I think they have massive O-line issues. Um, I don't think their defense is that good. I know they – Trayvon Moharig, I thought they should take him in the first round. They traded up in the second to get that guy. I think that's a good move. Casey Hayward, new defensive coordinator. Their D-line was a little bit of a highlight for them last year. I like Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs. I think Henry Ruggs would be a great number two receiver. So, I mean, looking forward, you know, after this year, if they can get Devontae Adams, I think this offense goes to a whole new level. But right now, I mean, it's just it's hard. They get Willie Sneed. You know, he's a decent receiver from the Ravens. But they allowed 30-plus points eight times last year. I just think it's hard to win football games, and I don't see a ton of changes on their defense. I still think their second corner will be very weak. I don't know. Maybe we just have to get into the first five, but it, it's this is a team that's very hard for me to predict because anytime they win, I feel like I'm shocked that they won. Like, I, I don't ever really think the, the Raiders are going to blow any team out or just be favored in a game. They lost five of their last seven games to end the year last year. It's kind of how it's gone the two previous years. They start pretty good, and then they kind of just crumble and fall apart. Well, what happens if they don't start good? What happens if the beginning of the season's rough, and then they just fall apart? Like I don't know. John Gruden is never going to be in the hot seat with that contract. So, I mean, I just – I don't know. This team just feels so weird to me in a division where I think the Chiefs are – you know, we all know what the Chiefs are. And the Chargers and Broncos, I see them making strides, getting players back, acquisitions through the draft. Alex Leatherwood, I don't, I don't know. He wasn't very highly rated coming out of Bama. Or Trayvon Moharig, how much does a just a safety added to your defense really mean? I, I don't know. But I guess we'll have to see. Maybe I need a Raiders fan to tell me what they've done to improve the team because, you know, I try and watch all the NFL Steelers in particular, obviously, but it's just hard for me to think that the Raiders are going to be sweet. I truly sit here today. I don't remember what my bet was last year on the Raiders, but I think it was they wouldn't win five games. Yeah, I think you said they'd win four. If they win a fifth, you'd lose the bet. I believe yeah, so and they definitely won that fifth game. In my opinion, they overachieved. Um, they won a lot of coin flip games that I didn't expect them to win, including beating Kansas City once. And, and the Browns in that windstorm. And they took Kansas City to the brink in a second game. So... In my opinion, they overachieved. And, you know, there's there's Raider fans that are going to sit here today and be like, well, we beat Kansas City, and we were 4-2 and two in division, and 6-2 and two on the road. And those things all sound really good. They really do. And it's beat hard to Beat the Browns, beat the Saints. <laughs> yeah, 
That's right. They beat the Saints on Sunday night or Monday night football. They beat the brakes off them, too, if I don't remember. If I remember. I mentioned they lost five of their last seven. One of those two wins was that Hal married a rugs against the Jets in that really weird play that got the defense yeah, yeah, yeah. fired. And the other one was a one-point win to the Broncos, which they allowed 31 points in that game and pulled it out. So it's like... I, I'm not high on this team, and I continue to be very pessimistic towards the Raiders right now because I don't think they've done anything to be good. And I think they are Derek Carr away from being atrocious. Like, not just bad. Like, Texans bad. If he hurts his shoulder and has to miss two games, they cannot win. No. And they would get trounced. Bad. Because, like I said earlier, I'm not trying to take shots at Derek Carr. He's good. He is good. I like Derek Carr. Absolutely he's good. Um, I mean, the dude's over 70%, like his third straight year in the league. I mean, he's he's constantly over 70% completion. And I think that actually might be a flaw about him. I don't think he likes to take a lot of deep shots. I think he's 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 gotten to that point where he's just taken the the easy I, completions. But I hope they get Devontae Adams. I think Derek Carr deserves it. And Raiders fans are so loyal. I think they deserve it too. Yeah, the Raiders deserve to be good. There's just nothing here to tell me that they're improved. Exactly. That's kind of where I'm at. I do like John Gruden as a coach. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's elite. I think he's probably past his time, but I don't think he's bad either. I think he's kind of like Jim Harbaugh. He's a good coach, but right now he's he's, he's playing catch-up because there's people around him that are better. And I'd argue he's probably the second-best coach in this division, which is all right. And they probably have the second, maybe third-best quarterback in the division, which is all right. But then there's some drop-offs. So... Let's get let's get to their first five. I I've said it before. They're going to open up week one. It's Monday Night Football. They're going to open up the Alliant Allegiant Stadium. Is that what it's called? Allegiant Stadium. I don't actually know the name. I just know people call it the spaceship. I believe it's called Allegiant. A L L I G E N T Allegiant Stadium. It's a that sponsor, black but stadium. It looks nice. Regardless, they're gonna they're gonna have their first ever fans, and I believe. Don't quote me. So Al Davis used to be the owner. It's Mark Davis now. I believe this is the first Raider game he's going to attend in the new stadium. Yep. He didn't sh- to a single he one. He said he would wait for the fans, so he never went in the stadium. It's going to be a huge environment, but it's not going to matter. I have the Ravens big. I think the Ravens are just way too much for this team. If there's and- any team built to take on the persona of villains to ruin a parade, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely. It's, it's the it's Baltimore like- Ravens. There's been nobody that plays spoiler to a team more than the Ravens have over the last decade. They're just so good at it. They carry that persona. Um, Lamar Jackson did test positive for COVID today. I don't think that'll be an issue here in a month. But um, moving on, uh, they go and travel to Pittsburgh week two. And I have that as a loss. I don't think they, even though this is a rivalry game for them and they usually get up for it, I don't think that's enough. As of right now, Pittsburgh's healthy going into week two. And I think Pittsburgh's better. Yeah, it's also, I know a lot of people will say, how can anybody take Pittsburgh? You know, they do have a whole new offensive line and a new running back. So we're going to find out quick what the Steelers are. But if the line is competent, I the Steelers, I'm okay with. You know, obviously I'm a Steelers fan. I'm okay saying has the number one defense in the NFL. I think they can outscore the Raiders. And while I think this should be a loss, I don't think it will. I think they will beat the Dolphins week three. There's so much going on with the Dolphins right now. I, I know. You're I probably, have it as a win. No, oh, I haven't beat the Dolphins. Yeah. I, the Dolphins are a train wreck right now. Something's I don't going like Tua. Inside there. I don't like Tua either. 
they shouldn't beat the Dolphins, but they will. And they're going to do it at home week three. I think they're beating the Dolphins. Um, yeah. Week four, I just said a second ago they were going to lose to the Chargers on Monday night. Are You you have that yep. as a loss too, right? Yep. Week five, though, Andy Dalton's still playing. I have that as a win against the Bears at home. I flip-flopped really hard because I just don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Yeah. But they're losing to Chicago, too. Yeah, I'm losing to Chicago. Yeah, but I'm not confident in this, guys. I mean, really, this is a winnable game for the Raiders. They're all winnable. The Raiders beat a lot of teams, you know. Yeah, right. They they surprised and beat teams they really shouldn't have beat. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the Raiders are the true any week. They could get blown out. They could blow out a team. It could be close. They could. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. I think John Gruden's a good enough coach that they they have a shot in any game. I just, man, the Raiders are a team that are going to prove me wrong a lot because I'm always I'm never going to give them the benefit of the doubt, really. Yeah, and the the two games that I have them winning, they could very easily be losses. I'm not saying the Raiders are starting 0 and five. They're they're better than 0 and five. Yeah, I, I think so only five is one hundred percent a possibility here. I think the Steelers, Dolphins, and Bears, and because it's in division, Chargers are all winnable. I the only one I'm super confident in is I think they're losing Week One to the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to squat. Steelers, squat. Dolphins, Chargers, Bears. The Raiders could be four and one. I mean, seriously, they could shock me and go four and one. All those games are winnable. I just it's hard for me to again to give them the benefit of the doubt. Let me say this. They come out of this schedule 4-1. and one. They've done something that I didn't think they were capable of, and that's win a lot of games because they, they would continue to win games if they come out 4-1. and one. I don't see that happening. I think 2-3 and three is, is more than enough wins here. And to be honest, it's, it's going to be a tough 2-3. and three. I think Raider yeah. fans, after these first five games, are going to be like, oh, we're going to have a long season. L- little sidebar here real quick, just because we're on Chicago. When do you think maybe the Bears – put Justin Fields in when would you it's hard I we haven't talked about the Bears yet I'd have to look over their schedule here's just what I wanted to bring up just because this is kind of funny because in my mind I I had it down as a loss because in my mind I was like Justin Fields is going to be playing by then and I think he's good enough but then I was looking you know they play the Lions and the Raiders back to back, and you'd be like, "Well, that would be a good time to get Fields in." Well, get, get, give me Week One. Give me, give me the first five. Rams. They're the Sunday night game against the Rams. You don't want to start in there. Dalton. Then they got Bengals. That, in my opinion, that's Dalton. They're, he's playing his old team. At the Browns. Dalton. Lions. Raiders. I could see them bringing if, – if if they're 0-3, I could see them bringing them against the Lions. That's what I thought. But do you know what the what their little gauntlet of defenses is after they play the Raiders? Oh, this sure. is their next just, – just think about defenses. This is their next five games. Packers, Buccaneers, Niners, Steelers, Ravens. How do you play Justin Fields through that in his rookie year? Like, do you just feed him to the Wolves there? We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it when we get to the Bears. Yeah. But just some and food for thought. Maybe you guys a little, little bonus division there, NFC North. But, man, there's not really a great time because the Bears, remember, did make the playoffs. So they have a number two schedule. They play a tough, tough schedule. And they drew, I believe, the NFC East and AFC North. 
Yeah. Yikes. No, the Bears are gonna be they're gonna be tough to to predict Yikes. this. That whole division. Yeah. Uh let's get into Kansas City. Man, Jeez. 14 fourteen and two. One of those losses were to the Raiders though. As we yeah, were the talking. other one was uh they benched the their starters versus the Chargers. So Yeah. So two division losses. They went undefeated outside division. This team, they, they reached the pinnacle, but they lost in Super Bowl 55. They did go 8-0 on the road. And what a weird offseason for a team. I, after, after losing the Super Bowl, they went and cut both of their tackles, um, both uh, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. They let Sammy Watkins walk. And just when we thought, oh, shoot, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life all of Super Bowl 55, they go out and they flip a switch. They go out and trade for all pro Orlando Brown from the Ravens. They signed recently retired Kyle Long, who was a former pro bowler. And then they go and get the all pro Joe Tooney from the Patriots. I mean, all of a sudden their offensive line's okay again, you know? Might even uh, be better. And low key, nobody talked about this because he hasn't been an impact player in a while. He's been injured, but Jared McKinnon running back. Shows his way into the room. Um, yeah, I was going to bring that up because they've been looking for that one-two punch. Yeah. And he hasn't yeah. been hurt, but he had a few years where he was okay. Yeah, he was definitely good with the Vikings, and he had some uh, he had some spark with the Niners before he got hurt, I think. But ultimately, um, Chiefs are going to be good. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind about that. I know you don't either. What do you think about the Chiefs? I mean, there's just certain quarterbacks you don't like to bet against. And Mahomes has reached that level. And when you look at the talent around him, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you got, you know, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. They got, you know, Honey Badger, Chris Jones on defense. They just have playmakers. And the hardest thing with the Chiefs is you have to play a clean game to have a chance. Every time you make a mistake, the Chiefs make you pay, and it wins them so many games. Their offense, you know, their red zone is the 50-yard line. I believe Colin Cowherd said that. Uh, They are an offsides call away from being to three straight Super Bowls. I mean, how do you you begin to bet against this team in the regular season at any point? I mean, they, they have been one of the best teams outright in football for three years running it doesn't seem to be slowing down at any point in time and this team doesn't really lose I mean five losses is the most I could fathom this team having barring catastrophic injury I don't predict that would be wild again I don't predict five losses but like worst case scenario even with backups for a lot of their players due to injury I still think this team is going 12 and five or better. I expect them to be better, but that's just my opinion on the chiefs. And I don't think there'd be many people out there who would disagree and have the same reaction you had when I said five losses. I know that's a number like, well, but think about that. We mentioned five losses for a team and we're like, you, you gotta be kidding me. So that's how good they are. It speaks volumes. They're yeah. a team that should win three, lose three or less games. Yeah, and that includes benching players week 17 or week 18 now. That would include, you know, an upset victory somewhere and then a loss against a very good team, which they did not have last year until the Super Bowl. They did not lose to a very good team. The, I'm sorry, the Raiders were not very good. So, um, yeah. Week one, we talked about this last week. I have them losing to the Browns. I know you picked them to win, but are, is there a chance the Browns win this game? 
there's absolutely a chance. And the more I think about it, the more I flip flop. My brain's kind of scrambled on this game because the Browns are so good. And I've pointed out, you know, when we talked about earlier the Chargers or maybe even the Steelers, like the Chiefs, they are good, but they have a brand new offensive line. And you're going to start against Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. The more I think about it, the Browns could win this game. I'm I'm so happy the Steelers play at 1 o'clock so I can really sit and watch this Browns-Chiefs game. I, I don't know many people at the 4.30 window. I mean, there's Packers and the Cowboys play, so there are games, but – or no, the I'm sorry, I was looking at the whole I believe, I believe New England and the Dolphins play at 4, so yeah, I don't be able but, to say. But either way, there's a – the 4:30 window, the Browns Chiefs are going to steal the spotlight for neutral viewers. It's going to get a huge rating. Can't wait to see it. And yeah, I mean Cleveland gets OBJ back. That's something the Chiefs haven't really seen in a minute. Um, you know, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney could wreak havoc. I know Jadavion Clowney has become more of a highlight player, kind of quiet most of the game. But I like what the Browns have done. I'm going to stick to my early prediction. I'm going to say win. But, boy, I do not feel comfortable with it. The Browns could absolutely win that game week one. We love putting out bold predictions on this pod, and I have one. If the Browns lose week one to the Chiefs and OBJ has his reasons for Baker throwing multiple picks, let's say Baker throws a couple picks targeting OBJ, he will be traded going into week two. That's my bold prediction. If Baker throws multiple picks targeting OBJ and they're not competitive, They'll realize that they are better without him, and they will trade him going into week two. That is my bold prediction for the season. But I do expect the Browns to upset the Chiefs. I don't, week. I don't want to say I disagree with that because that could easily happen, or it's possible. But I actually think that they will get rid of that stigma this year. I think OBJ will flourish with the Browns this year. I think they, they put let's it hope. together. Let's hope. The Browns deserve to have a good wide receiver, and OBJ is – Easily their best if he's if he's there. So a lot of Browns fans listening, no shade on Juice, but I do think OBJ is better. Yeah. Week two, they seem to have this team's number, even traveling to them on Sunday night football. I think they will beat Baltimore. They yeah, just seem better. I do too. And I just realized Baltimore opens Monday night and then Sunday night, weeks one and two. They're you know, everyone's yeah. gonna be watching them closely. But again, yeah, Baltimore, they could lose three games in a season. One of them's probably to the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, week three, home against the Chargers. We just talked about this game. I think they're better than the Chargers, and it's not a game I predict them to lose. I don't. I think the Chargers could scare them here, but we're going to go Chiefs. If Kansas City hasn't already dropped a 50-burger on somebody, they will week four at Philadelphia on the road. They are just far and away better than, than a dumpster fire Philly is. I don't know, man. Philly gets Carson Wentz out of the building. I could see him upsetting the Chiefs here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, I think we are totally kidding. I think the Chiefs beat the brakes off the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think this game's close. I think Philly's on the verge of collapsing here. I think Philly's not in a good spot, and they won't be on October 3rd at 1 p.m. either. So I got the Chiefs in a route. I don't know if he's been back yet, but this is Andy Reid back in Philadelphia. I can't imagine that he's going to have oh, his team not ready to go. Yeah, it, I, I think this is a blowout, 50 points plus. Week five, and this is crazy that Kansas City, of their first five games, they're going to play the Browns, the Ravens, and the Bills. 
But week five, Sunday night football, home against the Bills. I only have them for one loss in their first five, and that's to the Browns. I think that they, they, they have the Ravens number and they've had the Bills number. I have them beating the Bills. I'll tell you right now, get your popcorn ready for Sunday night football on October 10th. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. But uh, Stephon Diggs goes for three tutties, and the Bills win. Oh, boy. Bills oh. win. So Stephon Diggs is mad that Tyreek Hill's one overall higher in Madden 22. So Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> he's getting that bread. I think I like Buffalo at home. I think they address some big issues. We'll get into the AFC East later. But as you know, I stood on the table for Josh Allen last year. He even exceeded what I thought he would do. Mm-hmm. And I am all in on the Bills. And it's unfortunate that I'm so high on all these different AFC teams when my boys are in the AFC. But, man, the AFC, I think, is – I'm just a better conference right now than the NFC as a, from a neutral perspective to watch a game, AFC is lit, but the Chiefs lose this one. Yeah. Last week you predicted the Steelers. I predicted the Ravens. I have a feeling we'll agree today. I have the Chiefs winning the AFC West and pretty comfortable as well. Yeah. I like the Chiefs as well. Remember again, just from the neutral perspective, it's going to make for better football, but first place teams, now play five first place teams. So it's going to make for more chaos, more shifting of the schedules, more, you know, different outcomes. But there are certain teams that are just, you know, y'all heard the phrase, Chiefs are built different. And the Chiefs are going to win this division. It is going to be a tight race for second, though. I think there are some teams who can make it interesting for second. I agree. All uh, three of these teams are... The, the the Broncos, the Chargers, the Raiders, they're more closer than they are farther apart. But I do like the Chargers to finish second in the division if we're if we're putting a prediction out there. Um, I'm just I'm not high on Denver and I'm not high on the Raiders. Yeah, I think some teams are starting the season wanting to win the division, and some are trying to win the first seed. And the Chiefs are one of those few teams that are looking for playoff position, not divisions. Yeah, absolutely. You're 100 percent right. All right, well, that wraps up the West, the AFC West. We are down with the North. We're down for the West. And uh, I think next up is probably going to be the East because that one seems the most set right now. We're going to kind of wait on Deshaun Watson and what's going on in the South. So, all right, it's been real. Hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you next time. Later.